I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This week on Up to 90, we're joined by our old buddy, old pal... Gordo. Hello. Hi, Gordo. Gordon Rochard of those conspiracy guys fame. Thank you so much for joining us again, Gordon. It's a it's a yeah. immense pleasure. It's been Leo. a while. How long has it been? Oh, I'd say a year. A year. I would imagine so. Yeah. I think longer. Do you think? That night um it's that we don't night. discuss um the night in your gaff <laughs> the Ted Bundy episode <laughs> Ted Bundy reenactment <laughs> where party. we were all delirious by the end of it so Fucking we start hell. we called it every episode of my show though. Be, it's like, it's like we a, had some little Christ. little almond biscuits and then oh, yeah, the rest is them. a blur so we finished up at dawn didn't we Emma yeah, and then I got up to do the school run. An hour later. And go home. After, after, think, so after thinking that your car woman. was robbed. Yeah, no, I literally, I got it, when I got home, it was you completely bright. I didn't bother getting undressed because I was like, it's going to waste too much time. Yeah. And I just bought my head. You turned those knickers inside out, champion that you are. It was rough. It was. Ins- I don't think I talked about it for a couple of days. Oh, diesel keys. Oh, diesel Shay keys. Was like, I think Shay was like, you He's like, you must have got in pretty late last night. And I was like, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, no, it's think... one of those tirednesses, though, when I, because I do that like maybe four or five times a month. When you get like that, it's one of those tirednesses that get, brings you out in kind of like these rolling sweats. <laughs> and, yeah. and you feel so hungry, yet you know if a piece of food touched your lips, you might get sick. It's kind of this yes. weird, like Jesus in the desert type your of moment. Your bowels could collapse exactly. if you had like dry toast. Like, ah! You'd, you'd love to have an enema just to get a bit of moisture yeah. into your body, but you can't actually drink it. I think it. it's starting you off Pour a glass a of water up my hole. Like, it's, do you know what it does, though? It, it evokes that kind of, um, that kind of mid, mid-universe, like, you know, the universe between the realms. You know, this kind of like, you're not drunk, but you're, it's like a, a mad hypnosis. I can't remember, again, what, I can't remember what it was, but I remember... Julie got really annoyed at you about something. Oh, she was flitting. She was emotionally unstable. Well, I think because... (laughs) I was doing a vlog. I was vlogging as well. And you guys were like both pale. To be honest, Gordo, I just just remember at 5.30am, so we started recording at midnight and 5.30am, like I was kind of, I think... you arrived at like 7pm and we talked about your podcast for five hours, though. Don't forget that bit. I... I and I was like, we go do the show, and then you were like, I just I'm remember just I was asking, I just want to ask. I, at five thirty a.m. 
At 5.30am, somebody oh. asked me, what do you think, Julia? And I said something like, I just want to go home. I just couldn't. I just didn't know what was happening at that point. I have that bit on video as well. But we do. <laughs> and I think that's, yeah, that well, was the... great memories though, isn't it? Ah, uh, yeah. It's, I really you know enjoyed that it. That, that was a baptism of fire. I, I really, I, I, yeah. I just love both these are individual talents and then combined, <laughs> like the children of Captain Planet, you created something great. I think. No, it was, it was great, great fun. It, it was. was great it was fun. hilarious. But here was me giving you unsolicited advice, which turned out to be solicited advice. Because you were like, so tell us more. And I was like, oh, really? And it was a great, um, it was we a great topic tired. to do. We were too tired, we can't remember The Ted Bundy stuff ended up just going off the rails. We, we, were, we were drunk on power and we actually didn't talk a lot about Ted Bundy. We just talked about you getting like flashed in a park and all. <laughs> yeah, it's, I think oh, it was, yeah, yeah Emma, it's there were a lot of memories there. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? There. That's okay too. Every every episode or every podcast about Ted Bundy is about like, and then he pulled her into the car and he had a, yeah. a he had like yes. a plaster of Paris into his, and it was like, yeah, okay, we all know the story. Like, well, how does it come in context? How do people like actually view it? And since Zac Efron has starred in Shockingly Evil and Vile, mm. and uh, people were like, that that's a weird version of the story because it's actually a love letter to Ted Bundy from the eyes of his like wife slash girlfriend. So everyone was looking at that going, like, that doesn't seem to be as con- okay. uh, c- like condemning of Bundy's actions as it should be, because yes. we all know he's a crazy murderer. But the film portrayed him to be like this kind of misunderstood genius, do you know? Yeah. Well, I think if you're casting Zac mm-hmm. Efron... Yeah, I was expecting him. a song you know, and dance number in the courtroom. It's to dislike Zac Efron, really. He's gorgeous. It is, and very yeah. likable. Even in even Massive in his more sc- scoundrelous roles, like yeah. the one, like Baywatch, he's a scoundrel. He's so good. Bad neighbors. Bad neighbors. He's neighbors. Maybe he's you'd think he'd be like indifferent to him because he's just so. You're kind of like that's too good looking. That's. I'm never going to see a person that good looking. Emma kind of has an issue with it's very, nice. very good looking people. You're not a massive fan of the like very good looking guy. The, no, the no, way. the kind yeah. of like. No. You don't like pretty boys. No. Because they haven't had to face any adversity. They've no resilience. Mm. A lot of yeah. those good looking people. I but find that there's a lot of TV sense. shows now, like the American, like FX and ABC and all these, these networks, they're creating TV shows and they're just filled with like, people that are so good looking, you can't tell the Relate. difference. I think that's a good point to kind of actually start the podcast at. Yeah, yeah. what are we, start, what are we so talking about this let's week? let's have a chat about... The first one you had mentioned, Gordo, <laughs> yeah. the vicious rumour circulating this morning. Oh, yeah. Oh, what? That the Queen is dead. <gasps> yeah. It, it, she's actually not. The official oh. The official lines came out and said, did I, did I spoil that? Did I blow my load there? Uh, well, she's Emma not is dead. a bit of a rawhead. So <laughs> I know, I could feel your disappointment. <laughs> up to 90, up to 90, up to Already cracked well, the bottle I of Paddy's voice. I'd, uh, I'd be really into it though. Well, not right, she's not but dead, right? But like, I know it's like they can't address every rumor, but it was a pretty big rumor today. <gasps> is that because your one Epstein is of getting course. interviewed? Oh my God, you're a conspiracy theorist. Give you a high five. I I was, that's the first thing I, was I thought. Just about to say, a lot Sorry, of people are saying, is this a today? massive coincidence? The day that Virginia Roberts is, I mean, being interviewed. 
Yeah, massive coincidence. But also that like I a WhatsApp think... group message got leaked. That's how it started. Gibbo. There's a guy called Gibbo. Gibbo. He was in a WhatsApp group with a bunch of other squaddies who were going to be like, you know, uh, appointed to take care of the Queen's body as it gets okay. through trips around the country river. And he's like, oh, well, let's, the Queen's pop the clugs. Make sure you get your blues out and have number threes <laughs> and a four and a flan and a, and a gribbance. Yeah, like all, all of these very yes. apple and pears. Weirds. Yeah. And, then, and then the lad's like, fuck off. Don't believe you, mate. Yeah, absolutely, mate. She popped the clugs last night. Philip must have been giving her a rot a rattle. <laughs> like, or whatever, you know. And um, he's dying as well. He's uh, yeah, oh, that story. Yeah, he's like the fucking, three weeks back. Is he dead yet? Yeah, he's like the Grim Reaper. He's like the fucking Crypt Keeper. Yeah, um, well, look, I die. think now, and even the whole, you know, like the whole thing of like, oh wow, yeah, just happens to come out today of all days. But even the whole thing about how Megan was just the subject of such media frenzy, like every little thing she did was being scrutinised in such a negative way. I mean, that was another deflection tactic, I would say, by them. I think that they have these... Would um, you agree? Like she, I feel she was yeah. kind of scapegoated. I it's think, like, let's focus on the fact that Meghan is fucking up and not focus on the fact that Prince Andrew is effectively a sex offender. Yeah, and they did it before yeah. when uh, Kate and, and Will were apparently having trouble. Like Will is supposed oh, to have yeah. done some cheating and stuff. Yeah, so like, so like they have these mm. things, they have these things where, <laughs> welcome to the Royal Podcast. Uh, I know, we're talking about them quite a bit. They, oh, but they're just in the news at the moment. Yeah. They are, because motherfuckers happening. are having sex with children and then they're also being royal family. So, you know, you're going to get talked about. But they have these things like where they flood the news. So they have these things ready, these stories ready. And some shit will come up. Prince Andrew will do some shit. And then it's like, fum, flood the news. So like something happened a while ago with Prince Andrew it was like the rumblings Epstein or whatever yeah. and Prince Philip hit somebody with a car and then it was like he did something else and then it's like Meghan Markle is a cunt but they must be and yeah. then something else and then because Will is having trouble because it has to be something negative for it to catch yeah. like to catch a bit of because people love to hate yeah so they, they have all these things ready to go in the pipeline to flood the SEO. So when you're typing in like, you know, a uh, royal scandal or something, you know, something happens. Yeah. Like the Queen Today it was like the royal family, the Queen, uh, all of these hashtags on Twitter. It wasn't hashtag Prince Andrew, hashtag Panorama, hashtag Virginia Roberts tells all. Actually, that shit is on tonight. Emma, you're, yes. And Emma, you're so clever that like mm-hmm. it has to be negative. Because obviously they can't come out with, okay, we don't want people talking about Prince Andrew. Let's just reference the fact that Prince Harry just opened his school. Nobody gives a shit. No one's going to share that. No one's going to be saying, did you see that? Stage. The royal family must be just sitting around saying, how do we kill him? Like, they must be so sick. Like, I would imagine, like, Megan was just squirming watching that interview. Like, they must be so sick of all taking the flack to deflect from this absolute... But they knew it was happening. ...PR nightmare. Mm. They knew it was happening the whole well, time. I know, but, like, what's the likes of Prince Harry going to do about it? His PR company, his PR manager said to him, if you do this interview, I'm quitting. Oh, well, yeah. And the royal PR quit. Yeah. Because he came out and he was like, I don't remember. I mean, uh, I have a, I have this terrible medical affliction where I don't sweat. I was like, yeah, lizards don't sweat either, you motherfucker. Like, this is. Well, Prince Charles at this point must be like, oh my God. Head head wrecked. I don't think he gets to become the king, though. I think it goes straight to Prince William if the queen dies. But like why she, would they be skipping Prince? I think Prince Charles is next. Next in line, yeah. But I think something happened. Some rule has changed that it's going to be Prince William and not Prince Charles because of some reason. I could be wrong on that. I think, Fact I think, checkers. I think he's still 
due to be monarch, but I think the general consensus is it might be better to hand it straight to Prince William because yeah. I think a lot of people still uh, look at Charles and they're like, Diana killer. You know, there's still that <laughs> element yeah. there that it might be better for everyone if it's just handed straight to Will. I was going to ask about your one. What's her name? The one who's getting interviewed tonight? Virginia, Virginia Roberts. Virginia. Like, but she's already being interviewed. What else is she going to say about Andrew? She's already spoken about him. I well, that's wonder. what we're going to watch tonight. We would have thought Prince Andrew would have said everything already. And then he comes out with a fucking whopper interview where he's well, like, you see, maybe. I was in a Pizza Express in Woking that <laughs> night. And you're oh, like, yes. are you fucking for real, man? Are you going to talk about Pizzagate? Like, you're going to talk about pizza? Oh, well, look, oh, no. sorry, don't slag the meal deal. Like, you know, the meal deal still stands. <laughs> look, but they soak the crust in oil so you get full quicker. It's I, but meal. I will say, I actually did listen to, it was Alison Spitley recommended to me, The Mysterious Mr. Epstein. Yeah. Very short little series. Yeah. I think the episodes are like 20 minutes long, five yeah. of them. But I'm going to be doing a full Epstein the whole thing with the f- uh, Pizzagate episode of in the course. New Year, seven, eight hours I would now. expect oh. nothing less. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I don't know. We Look, obviously we talked about it when we did our rebrand, didn't we? Or after we did our rebrand. Was it two weeks ago we were yeah, talking about Prince Andrew? Yeah, weeks ago, yeah. Um, but I do... I'm looking forward to seeing that panorama thing tonight. I, d- yes. I do agree with Emma. It's It will be interesting. Like, I presume she's going to address some things that he said, but then in that podcast, she was asked, look, can you produce proof that oh, you're with Andrew? Yes. And her proof, she said, well, I've got a photo. And it was a British reporter who flew and actually, you know, took the photo, obviously saw the photo, took the photo, yes. etc., paid her for it. Which I think, again, not that we need it, but casts a lot of doubt on the fact that Andrew is like, this is clearly, you know, fake. Because if somebody's there, oh yeah, like I do have, I have a load of photos, this is a photo. Well, here's you one know, for you. Have you ever heard of Frazzle Drip? No. Mm-hmm. Frazzle Drip. Gets you pregnant. <laughs> Fast. <laughs> I'm mad for the frazzle it's trip at the moment. The, I'm telling you that. Here, here's what frazzle trip is, right? So, mm-hmm. there's, there's uh, I suppose you've heard of Anthony Weiner. He was part of Hillary Clinton's campaign. Oh, yeah. And he was taking pictures of his willy and sending them to 15-year-old girls, you know. He got picked up. His laptop got taken. And everybody that's had their hands on this laptop has somehow ended up suffering from the worst case of suicide anyone's ever seen, <laughs> including 29 New York police employees from, like, beat cops all the way up to, like, top brass. Are dead. Dead, killed themselves, yeah. Everyone, this, this laptop has passed through their hands. And there's a video doing the rounds on the dark web. I haven't seen it. I, I, I would only want to see it just out of curiosity, but it's, like, takes in, like, hardcore ch- child pornography. It also has. How many minutes are we in? How long did it take? Well, this is we're talking about Prince Andrew. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it has Hillary Clinton and Huma Abedin allegedly in this video, and no. their faces are on it. And do you know what? <laughs> when she and Chelsea were on uh, that show with that that South African guy, what's his name? Trevor Noah. Noah. Trevor Noah. Trevor Noah made a joke to her saying. Uh, so let me guess, Hillary, uh, what, what, did you kill Jeffrey Epstein or what? And she was like, ha, 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 laughing like a robot. And then Chelsea is laughing. And then she goes, no, I didn't kill him. Uh, <laughs> funny story. Um, but there might be a couple of like flashing videos going around with my face and they're totally fake. Like it's all, uh, you know, uh, what's that thing called? It's all uh, deep fakes okay, where it's like yeah. video, like people are trying to make me out to be this monster or whatever. And you're like, oh, my God. Are you talking about the Frazzle Drip video that's like on the dark web that's like super difficult to find? And you're mentioning it on like the late show, Trevor Noah. 
Like that is such a deep cut in the conspiracy community that she would even mention that on national television. And it made people go like, what? Video Shnama and went looking frazzle drip. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's the code name of it. Right, okay. And it's supposed to be proof that she was engaging in this torturous, like, like sex torture. Can I just say, Gordo, I don't believe it, if I'm honest. I don't right. think Hillary Clinton... I don't know. You don't think Hillary and Bill Clinton, who have had 49... Who think- have had 49... <laughs> Close friends, work colleagues, and acquaintances of of like bi- a business type. Forty nine people close to them have all committed suicide. Oh, Bill I'm Clinton not saying, has been on a plane. I'm not belonging saying, to Jeffrey Epstein oh, to his yes, pedophile in twenty six times. I'm not saying I don't believe in the conspiracy theories around like all these people yeah. not having killed themselves. I just don't. I don't know. Do I get the torturous pedophile vibe off Hillary Clinton? I don't know, Emma. <laughs> I think she's a torture by, well, by blood. I, just, I don't know. Look, I could be completely naive, but that would, I mean, that would really shock me. I don't, like, for me, when it comes to Hillary, I'm not convinced that she's a human being. Okay, yes. there is just something going on with that face. There's I'm an emptiness behind the eyes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not buying it. I don't know whether there's somebody inside her well, I never would have controlling voted for her. it or something. I don't yeah. know what's happening. Like that little guy in your man's head in Men in Black. <laughs> yeah. When they open up the face. Yeah. That's what they need. They need a little <laughs> catchy song. Yeah. Um, she'd definitely win then. But um, Girl, no, I, I need think... a pizza slice. <laughs> it's made of children's fingers. Nah, nah. I think what yeah. I am learning to accept slowly but surely is that nobody is innocent because the more stuff that happens, these disgusting paedophile rings just seem to be yeah. like fucking everywhere. Yeah. Do you know, did you hear about the story about 37 Disney oh, employees no. in Florida being like all snapped up a few weeks ago? No. no, 37 dudes like from janitors to people who played the characters of like Mickey Mouse and Goofy, dudes working in back offices like accountants, like 37 dudes all snapped up in this Florida pedophile ring, including a bunch of lads who worked for, for Disney, for Disney World in Florida. Jesus. Like direct access to kids. Well, I suppose, look, I, like, I know what you mean that like at this point, would anything shock you? I just, I would, I'd have to, just being honest with you, I would be shocked to discover that Hillary She's possibly like at the top, at the near top of the pyramid, I would, I would surmise. Okay, that's In my own, in my own opinion. From that, the stuff no, that I mean, I mean, that would really shock me. The co- Clinton cover-ups and all the rest, not shocking at all. Yeah. You know, I think it's... Be How come everybody that crosses them kills themselves? Anyone that has any yeah, evidence that I may... Mean, it's that fucking saxophone. I always thought Everyone, it was... I thought it was sick always, of the yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's like the Pipe Piper thing. That's what the saxophone actually is. It's, it's like a metaphor. I ju- no, I, it's like that's what the saxophone actually does. As a child, I could never resist the sax. Oh, smooth, uh, smooth jazz. The white the fan, the white fan had come along. No yeah. to the sweets, but oh, damn it, he's got a sax. Sax solo. <laughs> and yeah, no, I think well, Hillary's a lizard. We've referenced Bill Clinton before, and the fact that unfortunately he still has that likability. It's inexplicable, but he still has it. I would have so always thought Bundy, the cover-up was, co- was actually stemming from their desire to cover up for Bill's, obviously at this point, like, you know, it's inarguable that he was an absolute certified creep. But I never thought that actually Hillary was a creep. I would imagine that she's probably 
the, the leader of, of that couple. She's lead creep. But then I suppose if you're covering up for a creep, you are a creep, aren't you? You are. Sorry, but I would have thought, I, I'm surprised to, it's not about sexual I'm surprised release, to hear Julie. that it's maybe she's an active creep. It's about power. But then you see, sure, mm. did you watch that, that thing on Netflix, Tell Me Who I Am? No. About the twin brothers and one gets amnesia. And then it turns out that the mom, like this is very... Oh, yeah. yes, I haven't seen it yet, but I've seen the trailers yeah. all that. I'm like, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That the mom was like a bit of a creep as well. I mean, I know what you mean. Like, it's like, would anything shock you now? Or, or what's that one? Uh, the the, the neighbours next door. Abducted in plain abducted sight. Abducted in plain sight. Yeah. Like that dude is like playing well, the parents. Well, I want a friend like that dad. That's what I want. I what? want a man who would Keep give a tug. <laughs> And it's an act of friendship. Yeah. That's what I want. We've and not question like it. And, yeah, and not tell anybody. Just not tell anyone in the moment. In the car. Quid, quid pro quo. That's the level of friendship. What would you do if I said that I to you? I want. Oh, do you know what? I don't think I'd want Emma to give me a bit of a tug or a bit of a rub or whatever you want to call no, it. Because what I would just... you do to me? Well, I wouldn't look. I'd say you could. I tell you what, this podcast is taking a turn. Do you know what? You could probably talk me into it. I'd say, but you know how weak a personality I am. I'd say three drinks. Yeah, but you know my weak spots as well. Pardon the pun. Like you would know (laughs) just what to say and do. Do you yeah. guys need me to get dressed and leave or what's going on? <laughs> no, I thought no. it was weird the way to start the podcast. For God's sake, Gorge, I didn't going. buy this cock ring for nothing. Jesus. Battery, <laughs> you get one go. I don't care what they say on the Low Funny website. You get one go. And they're not the great battery. batteries. Balls either. go in or out or do they balls go in? Well, look, that's it's very your tight. job. <laughs> I've given you the problem. I've taken, I've taken some creativity. God. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, okay, so, so Hillary's not a paedophile. The Queen is not dead. What um, else is going down? What else is going on in our lives? Lisa Smith? What? I mean, I'm just posing it as a question. Who's Lisa Smith, sorry? Uh, you might have heard of Lisa Smith. Tell me. Isis Bride? Oh, no. Um, yeah, it's this, there hasn't been much coverage about it. Oh, this um, is a secret one, okay. And I like, I know you're very apolitical, so it doesn't surprise me that I'm breakingnews.com, but basically there's <laughs> been, stay away if from the you ISIS can stuff. believe it, if you can believe the it. The YouTube channel is too... There's a bit of consternation yeah. in the Dundalk community about Lisa Smith returning to Dundalk, even though I don't know what the big deal is, given that there have been terrorists retiring to Dundalk for years. Boom. Thank you. I'm here all weekend. You, okay. You, is this breaking news? Sorry. Lisa Smith, tell yeah. us what you think. Lisa Smith. I, 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 Who doesn't know about I don't know about Lisa Smith. Pl- what? No. Emma? See, I don't tra- know, but I don't Prince, think it's been... I've doing Prince Andrew stuff, man. I don't... I don't think it's been like international. So I think it's very Irish news. Yeah. I don't think yeah. it's international. Oh, sorry. Okay, so which Emma? From what I'm gathering, she's she's an ice. She's a terrorist like, returning that's what I from ISIS. Today, I don't know. Okay, so Lisa I haven't Smith been looking at was her in wrong. the Irish Air Corps. She's 38 years of age. She's from Dundalk. She was in the Irish Air Corps, and she left a few years ago to go be part of the Caliphate in Syria. Um, so she converted to Islam a few years ago. She's been married four times. The first time uh, she married a guy uh, who seemed like quite a moderate person and she rang him from Syria and was like, hey, I'm in Syria. I think you should come and build a caliphate. And he was like, no, thanks. Syria later. Uh, Syria <laughs> later. And anyway, so she serious? then remarried uh, a couple of times and she had a daughter. Is that allowed? Well, yes, I. Do you know what? It's funny because 
I wasn't sure that I was allowed to eat. Not that I wasn't sure, but it just, it's not something I spent much time thinking about, but I was surprised. But basically the whole idea, it's very binary. It's like you're either part of our caliphate or you're not. So essentially she was almost viewed as a widow that she could start again. So she married (laughs) again within within, um, the caliphate, as they call it. Uh, in Syria and the big issue being of course is that as we know like the whole thing has gone to shit Um, ISIS uh, have been defeated and all the rest so in the interim period she had a baby so she's got a two year old daughter Um, her husband uh, was killed in the fighting etc she was obviously taken to a refugee camp um, when like Riyadh and I think she was living in uh, isn't it Riyadh is the capital? Riyadh yeah. Riyadh yeah so she was taken along with so many others but there, there's there been a lot of controversy because she's given a couple of interviews whereby obviously within the remits of a refugee camp so you have to take that into consideration but uh, she has given a couple of interviews. The first she did not come across as particularly contrite whatsoever um, and you know kind of disputed the fact that she was like look I just came here to be a wife and live in peace which again when you're going to like you know hangings on a Friday it's just gonna it's hard to marry that mm. Um, but she was like look I was just a mom etc there have been a lot of rumours coming from other women within the camp saying that she was actually an active trainer of them because obviously mm. she had this military experience so it's like a photo did we're come just out, following orders kind of thing like- a photo did come out of her whole Holding a Kalashnikov, but she was saying that wasn't her. Yeah, but sure, just students are doing that in Vietnam, like every every summer. Yeah, well, I don't know. It's it's just all very kind of fishy. Now, I personally, you know, I personally think one hundred percent she should be allowed back to Ireland. She's an Irish citizen. Um, her child is an Irish citizen and all the rest. But if she's proved to engage in terrorism, well, at the moment she's being interviewed by the guards because they're not quite sure. Can essentially her solicitor. Uh, made the point he was like well you know how far do we take this like you're saying she must have been an active participant within ISIS state by going to Syria well does that mean if you go to another country where you don't agree with their political system that you're automatically a terrorist like it's actually probably a dangerous precedent but she is a character I suppose because she did come out with an awful comment about how she wanted to leave Ireland because she was sick of the drugs and the gays and the prostitution and something along those lines that she wanted to come to a state where it was somehow kind of, you know... I suppose superior in a moral sense, so that so kind of made me has got a lot better over the last couple of years, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> but how would she look, feel about a gay prostitute on drugs? I yeah. know this is the big question. I think, of course, this she is the should only be place back. that I'm accepted for being an old prostitute <laughs> on drugs. Um, I did have to laugh because uh, her local TD was on Ivan. Um, what's his name? Ivan Yates. Was, yeah, Ivan Yates. This oh, evening, yeah. he was like, and Ivan was like, look, can I ask? Ask a question. Let's say his name is Jimmy. Jimmy, yeah. do you think she ever held a gun? Sure, it's not for me to ask did she ever hold a gun. And he's like, well, it's a fairly basic question. Yeah, yeah. It's. I guess her problem is is that in the interviews she did come across as a little bit arrogant, not very contrite about it all. Again, no more than Prince Andrew. Do you regret the relationship with Epstein? Do you regret going to you know be part yeah. of the ISIS state? The the correct answer is probably yes. Do you regret going mm. and being part of the whole ISIL movement, etc.? But like, if they say to her, like, do that, if they say to her, do you denounce not- all the actions of ISIS of 
Baghdadi and of yeah. well, she was you know, in a refugee camp, which probably wasn't lending itself to like open discourse. Yeah, but at the same time, if she's looking for admission back into Ireland, surely that there's like a a state department here in Ireland that are going that's going to be able to have authority to investigate. Yeah. Well, she has to be let back in. Like she's a but citizen. She, but if she's engaged in terrorist activity I think abroad, so. I think there's only there's only it's war crimes interest that is, like. in her now because she is an Irish white woman. Yeah, mm. I think if she wasn't Irish by birth and white, they'd leave it well alone. There's loads of people because coming back to the people, UK. Yeah, well, loads I thought of people that was come here to and they were hide beach, um, and are allowed like to hide here. Yeah, but there's that, a long history of that. Do you know what I mean? A lot, yeah. and a lot of it goes with being a neutral country. But I'd say that's the it's only. It's always been a bit of a safe house. I the do, only reason they're kind of. When you look at the likes of Shemima Beecham, wasn't that her name? The girl, you know, the girl who was like 15 and ran off and joined ISIL and all the rest. And oh like, yeah, I don't know just, what her name was now. But, but they renounced her. They stripped her of her British citizenship last year. Well, they wouldn't be messing around, you see. Yeah, I just think, well, I mean, obviously you're not comparing like with like, but like I just I really, look, I'm not a UK citizen, so it's not for me to say, but I just really feel that was so wrong on so many, like citizenship is citizenship. Yeah, but, but at yeah, the same but, you know, time. We, the only, the yeah. only terrorists that we've had in Ireland have been Irish people. Our, of course. Our, our, our people who consider themselves English people. Mm-hmm. So we don't have and that by, And by location and by passport they're technically English yeah I do think I think but it's it's neighbours so it's kind of like like I think with the UK they're just not going to they're just it's going to be not zero tolerance but you know what I mean it's going to be less tolerance the UK are going and arresting people for putting stuff up on Twitter like uh, they don't fuck around with yeah. stuff like that. And if this woman has engaged in any terrorist activity, I don't know the case. I'm just like, you know, postulating on the scenario. You know what the if only... she's committed fucking terrorist activities, that's that's their war crimes. Like you're not supposed well, to I guess you... do that shit. The only and time, there's a risk of coming back in. The only time in. I was told about like, oh, sorry, you'll have to go in. There's been a bomb scare was when I was in London when I was a kid. Yeah. Do you like never experienced anything like that in Ireland? I have to laugh. What's that hotel it's just up in the north vines. and it calls itself um but it's like this ba- it wears it as a badge of honor. They're like, just so you know, we're the most bombed hotel in the world. Like, you know, they're they're kind of so oh weirdly proud of that. <laughs> um but actually who uh, I listened to an interview. Well, I with suppose Robert if the breakfast Fisk. isn't Imagine. good, you might as well just yeah. have something like We're so glad you know. that you've chosen this hotel for your wedding and uh, we've prepared the Semtex suite for the two yes. you know. Um but he, I listened to a really interesting interview with Robert Fisk. Uh, he was talking to Eamon Dunphy about the whole Lisa Smith thing. This is a couple of weeks ago. But, you know, like ultimately, no more than what he was saying, like you have to, I feel, let people back. I mean, would you think, is there any circumstance whereby it's okay to strip someone of their citizenship? Jesus, that's mm. some question. I mean, if it was, if it was like... I kind of feel no. Depends on if they had yeah, citizenship in another you... country. If like, uh, Russia does that thing, you know, like... Where, where if you want to um, get citizenship in another of another country, say for example, uh, a lot of the people in former Soviet states during the Perestroika times, they were told like, so you you're living 
as part of former USSR. Mm. So you're living in a state that has now declared itself a new country and they'll be issuing new passports. You already probably speak the language or you speak Russian, which most of the older people did because they never bothered learning the local language because they were considering themselves Russian, not locals. So when there was a time to come around, you were given the Krasny passport, which is like the red passport of, of Russia, and you kept it and you were offered that citizenship of Russia. Or you were given the local passport if you were a local and considered yourself either like Estonian, Latvian, Lithuanian, Ukrainian, all the stands, you know, everywhere all around. Uh, when the USSR broke up, they became their own countries again. And then there was people who didn't really... No one way or the other. And they were given a Serde passport, which is like a grey passport. And that was kind of, you, you have a passport to travel within associated countries of the former Soviet Federation. But then after a while, those expired and a lot of people ended up getting stuck with Serde passports, which is an identification in your own country. But they couldn't fly on that. It wasn't an actual mm-hmm. citizenship. And in countries like Lithuania and Estonia, and I lived in Estonia for a few years, and in order to get citizenship there, you have to pass like a really fucking rigorous language exam that would be like leaving cert level uh, language competency. And if you can't speak that, you don't get an Estonian passport. You don't get the 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 privilege of having that. And then when they got into the EU, it was fucking like crazy hard to get those passports. So there's loads of lads who are uh, Moldovans. And because Moldova and Romania are quite, you know, cl- closely linked, there was people who were like Moldovans living in Romania had Moldovan passports. And then they were like when Romania got accepted into the EU and it was like a, a kind of an amnesty on all the illegal immigrants that came over in the 90s when they were all set up and had their families in Ireland and all that stuff, there was kind of like an amnesty going, well, you're European citizens now, and they got their cards and they got their new passports and everything was grand and they could stay where they were and there was no uh, uh, threat of being um, Mm. deported. There was loads of Moldovans here illegally and they went, well, okay, well, we're going to renounce Moldova as our nation and we'll take Romanian passports and become Romanian because you could stay. I don't think if they went back to Moldova and said, okay, listen, we want to move back here and we want to have all of the benefits of being Moldova and have a Moldovan passport, that that it would be worth it, number one, or that they would be accepted. Because, like, it seems the countries that everybody wants to get the passports for are the wealthier, economically vibrant countries. So there's people coming from, like, former French colonies in Africa and going to France and getting passports in, in French because they're part of the European Union and they have all these different benefits. They don't need visas to travel. There's people from Brazil that are going to places like Spain, Portugal and Italy and looking up like grandfathers and great-grandfathers trying to find these like birthright um, uh, proofs like birth certs and all that stuff, lineage and genealogy proofs. And then they stay in that country, they fill out, there's loads of lawyers who are like, if you pay me 2,000 euros, it'll make you get your new passport. And then they go to Italy and they stay there for six months. They say their grandfather is there. They get an Italian passport and then boom, they can go anywhere they like. All around Europe and they don't need these visas because they're dying to get out of Brazil because it's getting fucking rammed. So if you're able to denounce your Brazilian passport and take an Italian one, because it's handier for you to go around. What happens when you go to go back to Brazil? Do you have to get a, a visa to go in? Do you have to, c- can you get all the benefits if you decided to move home? Can you get all the benefits of someone who's a Brazilian citizen anymore? Yeah, yeah. So it's not so hard to get rid of it, but to strip somebody of it. I think if they're after doing all those things, like going to Syria, like fighting for a terrorist organisation, publicly espousing their beliefs that are mm. like pretty incendiary they're fucking terrorists right 
then when they go to go, oh, that's all fell apart now, can I come home? Like, without officially doing it or signing off on, like, I don't want an Irish passport anymore, I'm good in Syria, until the shit comes down, then they want to come back. It's kind of like they did it unofficially, though. Do you know mm. what I mean? They handed it back unofficially. Mm. What so do you think, Ems? Are you saying we won't be able to win the Eurovision again? Is that what you're I'm saying it's going to be sketchy. Yeah. And also Estonia. If Lisa Smith is going to be presenting it. <laughs> What kind of terrorist organisation were you in? Like, what the hell were you doing in Estonia, Gordon? It was like Lee Harvey Oswald job, you know, when he went over to Russia. Well, can I just say, by the way... if I blink twice, we just fucking go for the door. And if I get out first... Jesus. I, actually, speaking of which... She's blinking quite heavily now. I love a bit of Hector, but he did say on his travel show on Teach Carrie last night, which I am currently... Oh, he's getting on! I am Hector! Fred now is subjected to a lot of Tichy Cahar, so talk about Blink twice if you need help. But I love a bit of Tichy Cahar. But Hector did say this is the window where Lee Harvey Oswald came along and shot JFK. And I was like, this isn't out. Okay, I'm now switching to Jonathan Ross. (laughs) Like, seriously, Hector. Come on. Are you still We know Lee Harvey Oswald didn't do it. But of course, you know, come on, Hector. Jesus, so he's I just falling in. Being the buccal bow in the cowboy hat, I can take it all. But fuck off now, Hector. I like, I like your passion. He's in Dallas for two minutes and then he's like, oh yeah, and by the way, Lee Harvey Oswald came along and decided one day to shoot JFK. Like, Sorry, so but you, no. you realise what you're doing now? Burning brands. You're calling out Hector. I'm calling you out, Hector. If you, if you, yes, if you leave oh this God. in, I'll be well impressed. Because I'm like, she's going. Call him out, Australia. Hi, Keen. Um, just there's a bit at one hour four. Okay, so this Hester. shows how disengaged Emma is with the podcasting podcast because podcasting process. Because the name of our editor is Connor. Connor, okay. <laughs> not Keen. And Sorry, Connor. There's been a lot of editors. <laughs> Oh, oh my god. god. Sorry. Did I go what off on one there about your one from come Syria here, and I said some shit and they were Jamie's email when what Jamie happened told here? us he was leaving. No, but guess what? You met Jamie. I met Jamie. Did you? No, I didn't meet Jamie, sorry. I met Jessica the other day at a panto. Oh, there Jessica was a draw. Was our first producer. Yeah. She won tickets to the Maldives. Is that near Moldova? <laughs> no. I don't know. Well, is she mates with Lisa Smith? Uh, is Lisa Smith anything oh, geez, to do with That's Michelle a nice Smith? one. Yeah. That's why they want to get Lisa oh. back to be a guest in the panto oh. here for Christmas, is it? Well, I did say I don't think dame. it's coincidence that I don't think it's coincidence <laughs> that the week Dancing with the Stars contestants are revealed Lisa Smith is back. Yeah, I don't think that's a coincidence. Can you imagine? And now doing the cha cha is Lisa Smith. Come here, who, what Irish comedians are in but it? Can you just mention, though, by the way, what's your take on citizenship? Do you think there is... Yeah, because I did a whole big thing there and then it. the two of you really I'm fall saying, asleep. I'm saying I think it's inalienable. <laughs> You're saying in some circumstances you think it can be taken no, away. No, I'm thinking, I'm thinking not I in some circumstances no, taken we, away. What I'm saying is people give it up yes. a lot for yeah. certain reasons. And what she and did to go there to and take... stand by their decision. She's decided okay. to go and yeah. give fealty well, to another country. An adult yeah. woman. 
you know, there's a big difference. I will say this. And you see, I'm just throwing it out there like what people are saying, being a bit devil's advocate on it as well, you know, in terms of that she didn't come across as contrite or arrogant and all the rest. I don't think she did, but I think that doesn't mean we shouldn't let her back. I don't but know the scenario. I'm just think, going on. You know, when people were comparing her to that, you know, and I'm sure I'm saying her name wrong and I'm, I apologise, Shemima um, Beecham girl from London who went over. Like, she was 15. I don't think you can really compare a 15-year-old and a 35-year-old mm. woman. Your take, citizenship. I think Irish people who were Union Jacks, points, like, take it away. You used to have a French connection, Pennsylvania. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. Oh, so so you think you can take it away? Yeah. Okay, so that's scored on Emma. But, but her her bar is so I'm low, it's like, way. if you support no, a Premier honest, League football team, I'd, you don't to have To be a, honest... Um, if you've ever had in- Coleman's English mustard, get rid of your passport. I don't, I mean, I like the fact sambo. that, you know, miss that. Ireland is neutral practice. and there was a period of time when they gave out citizenship to everybody. Like, you have to love them for that. But I, I mean, I don't know, like taking it away can you not like kind of suspend it for five years or and then review it like your ATM cards like don't well like your ATM cards had to order another one this is my Do you keep on putting it behind the bar in Lily's and going, tell me when it's empty? You put it in a pocket, don't you? Oh, general. Well, I like to just keep it in a pocket because I don't like to keep it in a wallet because I feel the wallet is adding weight to me. So I just need as little weight on my person as possible. So I generally just have an ATM card floating around. Shout out, by the way, to um, Jenny and Declan in Kennedy's in Dingle who did report that my ATM card, as suspected, was in the pub and I have been guys I have been keeping note on it and you haven't used it at all so fair play to you that's big showbiz she just throws the card in behind the pub and goes drinks for everyone tell me when it's empty like that is but this is my third one in three weeks oh do you know what absolutely not but also do you know what if my profile was ever at Dancing with the Stars I don't think I could do it I don't think I could cope with being the first voted out I don't think psychologically Ah, I'd be strong enough to do it especially after booking the next like 10 weeks off of work or whatever (laughs) oh yeah that would be clearing your calendar would be but I just coming back after two weeks like hi you know came out of the jungle I know he wasn't the first he was the second but it's just hard when you're voted out early on but the length of time I mean you you get kind of the flat fee with these things don't you the length of time you, you know, last doesn't really kind of that much but does it personalise it like ultimately it's a popularity contest really yeah so I just the for me <laughs> for me I just wouldn't I think who did they announce Glenda Gilson Lottie Ryan yeah won a day um, but no, I just, it definitely... You would do it, though. But I, no, I think psychologically I couldn't. I'd have to take to the bed if I was voted out the first week. Like, you know, I'm just But you weak. see, to be voted out the first week, it's you have to be in it. It's about me. I'm a week. I know, but to be voted out the first week, you'd need to do it. So you would do it. Julie, if you were voted out the first week, it, it means you're tenth of everybody else in the country. You're the tenth of four million people. Yeah, no, I just, I, I, I don't think I like, could take it. The difference between the tenth or the sixth of four million people. Like, and also, th- no, do you know what? Think I about that. Though. I just don't think to I'd get be in in the first place. Enough. And I'm not saying that in like, oh, I'm such a cute, fragile little flower. I'm saying <laughs> it in a like, I don't think mentally, 
I actually would be like I just think I think I, you're afraid I, of your own success and your own potential well look I'm never going to be at the stage where they're like let's get Julie fucking Jay you know what I mean the fact that I've been teaching and the more the more weeks, you say that the more it becomes how true famous I am you know what I mean it's just <laughs> the more you say it the more it becomes true no but I'm but I'm just never like Emma actually I could see Emma being approached to do it You'd do it in a heartbeat. Of course. But you see, you're, I mean, but I'm not. But this what I'm saying a, is you would do it. I do, You'd be but scared, I think, you know, but you would, would do it. You wouldn't say no. I don't know. I'd really have to think about it. You'd think, you think about it. And then I, you'd ring me and you'd say, oh, no, I'm going to go for but it. But I feel, I feel fairly sure I would, because I don't think I have a lot of likability in those situations. It's something to do with my face. <laughs> No, but just my facial expressions are like, oh yeah, I'll vote for, I'll vote for that scrotum You wouldn't do the, you, you know wouldn't do I mean? the smile and breathe. <laughs> I mean, I am. You haven't thought about it, have you? But I actually, no, but I actually haven't. It's someone who, who said it to me this week. It wasn't, wasn't Fred. It was because he was away. I don't know. Somebody mentioned to me, and I was like, no. I do it, but I, I, I. Purposely want to get voted out the first week. I have my theories, and I do a dance. I do a dance where I wouldn't have to move, and I have a jacket on, and I whip off the jacket, and I have a a white t-shirt and big black letters. I just have Epstein didn't kill himself on the front of it, and it'd be all over the news, and that's all I'd need. And I go home after the first week, I'd be like, "Thanks, everybody!" High fives all around, and that's it. Your job would be done. Job done. Um. Before we go, do we have anything else to chat about? What we're going? We're not even started. What about did Bloomberg? (laughs) Can I I just ask you about the about the citizenship thing? Can I just ask you? So you said you whispered Brexit there. I'm I don't I don't know a lot about Brexit, but what I'm hearing is that people who don't have an Irish passport are going in and getting them for ninety euro as per. But there's Mm -hmm. people who are living here for twenty years, like Polish people or or Romanians or whoever, like uh, immigrants, migrants. Uh, from like the 90s and early 2000s and they don't technically have like Irish passports but they're people who who are applying for them and it's costing like 2,000 euro Why would they're overcharging passport, I don't know they're they o- an EU passport they're overcharging I don't know but there's people like that are trying to get uh, trying to get British passports or they're trying to get Irish passports to to stay in Britain like the people who are wor- Irish people working in Britain have all started to come home because they're afraid of the whole yeah. Brexit thing yeah. and like there is a bit of that at the moment yeah I, I, I can't understand like I, I know don't, don't know nothing about it it's all on hiatus there's going to be a general election next week and stuff and then in who the new year who do you think decide, call it who do you think oh, going to I couldn't tell you go on I don't know enough about it I think that a lot of people are, are like the, 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 the thing on London Bridge the other day was really sketchy yeah. oh yeah um, they're kind of propagandising Jeremy Corbyn as like a terrorist sympathiser and then Boris is coming up going I'm tough on terrorism and like it just smells like something weird to me like a not false flag but something something like a bit manipulative and um, like I don't know enough about it and to be honest like I don't think Brexit is going to happen so I didn't really put much thought into it I think there'll be a a new referendum called and people will vote vote it back out again but it's just to cause outrage it's the same as Trump and the election like just this whole thing going on Joe Biden is fucking talking about like kids like rubbing his legs when he's in the swimming pool and what was that? yeah he did the speech the other day and he was like I remember remember being here a while ago and when I was in the pool uh, the little black kids had come up and he called them cockroaches and it's no Corey no no okay hang on they jump up and sit yeah why where where was this? It's some weird speech. It's I, I can't remember what okay, the location did, was. Did you hear it? Read it. I, re, I watched the video of it. I retweeted it. You, like 
You retweeted it, Gordon. Yeah, but it was Joe Biden making a speech to people who but were there me, clapping him. He said, but so this was recently. It was like ye- today or yesterday. Today, I think. He compared. He didn't compare. He said, and I remember being at this swimming pool and I was sitting by the side of the pool and these kids would come and hop up on my lap, roaches. And then they'd, they'd, rub, they'd rub my legs and uh, watch the hair come back up on my legs and I'm like this is fucking weird man <laughs> look what but, but Biden he's is falling senile apart, like he's he's, he needs well he said if you, that's but I actually and his wife I his wife his wife was ma- making a speech the day and she was gesticulating wildly and he sucked her finger I'm okay <laughs> she was talking on the thing and he just leaned is over and went <laughs> and just sucked her finger like what are the lads from the Simpsons it's bananas. Oh, Kang and Kodos. Yeah, that's what happened. We're exchanging protein strains. I it's think your dreams weird, are meshing with reality. I think <laughs> you go on my Twitter and watch that video and be Hillary a Hillary statistic paedophile. Biden getting his legs roped there's and another, talking about it. There's another, another video of Elizabeth Warren and she's doing a speech and then uh, somebody heckles her in the crowd and she just freezes like the program just stopped. Like the, well, she got the spinning ball. There's something, she's definitely from the same robot factory as Hillary. There's something very dead behind <laughs> the eyes there yeah. as well. And she's a liar but as well. I'm team Bernie and I was going to start. I was going to start. Oh yeah, when she said that she was part Native mm. American. She got into college like because of that. Suffered. Is that how she got into college? Yeah, well, that was she was <gasps> part of a diversity program. That was the whole thing. That's Awful. the whole. She's Absolutely got a sketchy path. So she got heckled and she went like gunk and her fucking operating system shut down. And then some some other woman had to come out and like give out to the crowd for her. And you're like, Jesus. that is a bit like, I mean, that's, that's not a leader of the free world. Yeah, that's promising for commander in chief. But what I'm it? saying hey, is, leave her alone. What I'm saying is that there's a whole, there was a whole, like for the last four years, there's been like uproar over Trump and he's not mm. our president and protests and all this stuff. They just wanted a place in turmoil. And now the UK is the same. It's been in turmoil since Brexit. Now there's the terrorist acts happening in the street and all this kind of stuff. I think the powers that be just enjoy having people in turmoil. Because ah, yeah, it, it, of it, makes, it makes us all like but not it's pay classic attention to what we're George Orwell, and it's like now we're you know Oceania yeah. is winning the war against these people. We were and always I at we war were with East fight, Asia, fight, fight, fighting those people, and yeah, that whole thing. But I do think um, it's funny when you said Elizabeth Warren there. For some reason, maybe it's just because it's you, Gordo. Um, mm. My mind immediately went. Do you remember Elizabeth Smart? Oh yeah, the one who I, I was like, yeah. why. Elizabeth Smart making speeches, but oh yeah, no, that makes a lot more sense. Uh, but you like Bernie, do you? Uh, Bernie's cool, like he's a dreamer, and he's not the only one. Yeah, yeah, no, he, I he love tweets, him. He and tweets I, pretty hardcore shit. He's just like, we can all have health care, you know, we can all have it, and you're like, okay, Bernie. Well, I do think, um, yeah, no, I like him, and I like his intensity. And I did see, I had a moment the last week where I saw somebody had started a Germany for Bernie kind of thing and I did a quick Google and there's no Ireland for Bernie I'd love to do an Ireland for Bernie and then myself and Ariana Grande and Cardi B and Bernie can just like sit around and talk about Ch- it chat shit but, cool. I don't but you'd like have to become a full on socialist though, so. doing really well and the how are you about socialism no, I, look, I joined the Socialist Party in college for a little while um, because I was Jannies, scoring. No, do you know what? It was because I was scoring, and any of the Dingle listeners can testify this. I was shifting this lad whose uncle was Joe Higgins. 
you know, the head of the Socialist Party back in the day. So I was like, I know you how... You have always been moving in circles, haven't you? I thought, but I was like, I know how I'm going to get this man to like me, this boy to love me. I'm just going to get obsessed with his uncle. But then you're I tra- went... You were trying to socialise his, his so I joined sexual the socialist performance. Party. Just like, this is our orgasm. Yeah, so I so joined the Socialist Party we going in out college. Ah, no, I was... It's a running joke. I was shifting him for about two decades, but we were never official. Oh. Like, that kind of thing. Um, and again, Dingle can testify to that because the whole peninsula knew about it. Which... Do you ever get a go of his Bolsheviks? What's that now? Uh... I'm judging by his hand. I mean, I know it's something testicular, but I don't know. Asher, like an owl tickle. Ah, yeah. There was a a testicular (laughs) tickle over two decades. Jesus. But, uh, yeah, so I joined the Socialist Party, but then they just wanted me to do shit at the weekends. And I was like, no. For free, I guess, right? We've got a protest tomorrow and I'm like, I'm getting a blow dry and it's raining. Forget it. You know, it just, they wanted too much for me. So I think Bernie. That sounds like a socialist right there, isn't it? Yeah, they're just, they're just take, take, take. You know what I mean? Oh, come on, because we're protesting. You're not a natural socialist then by heart, I don't think. My tan isn't dry yet. I was like, no, that's when I was in the tan pretty hard. I love Bernie. (laughs) It does take up a lot of time when you get into it, though. Oh, I Being a tan. Yeah, yeah. Not being a tan. There was a lot of tanning being going into tan. on. Yeah. And we, do you think Biden is totally cray cray? I'd say Bar- Brack now is re- Michelle, I'd say, is like, why did we go team Joe? He's fallen apart. He's I think. Awful. I think what's going to happen, and I predict this now. Do it. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, and, and another podcast in this very headstuff studio, I predicted the presidency of of Donald J. Trump about a year and a half before, like just after he had announced his presidency. Okay, Gordon, you're Boom. actually erect now. You're just like, yeah. <laughs> I called hey, it. So let me tell you. The table's gone slanty Um That Hillary will join the presidential race in the new year. Ah, oh, come on, Gordon. Ta- and take over Joe Biden's ticket and he'll have to, he'll have to step back. Will he commit suicide? No. Oh, okay. Not unless he fights back, I guess. But Hillary... Will be in the running for president. I loved for when he said a few weeks ago. I think poor kids should have the same rights as white kids. Yeah, oh. he's a fucking mm. lunatic. He's just like your uncle at the wedding that you're like, and oh, speed. please don't make a speech. Yeah. But there's a lot of that kind of stuff going on in Ireland at the moment, and I'm trying to figure it out by going like, who's saying it and why and what's going on? Like the Gemma O'Doherty's mm. are are really up on this nationalist buzz. Like I'm absolutely yes. not a nationalist. I'm Irish. But I'm not like, I'm Irish. It's not, it's not the focal point of, of every conversation. I, I never yeah. really, the culture doesn't resonate with me, really. I mean, I'm great crack and all, but like, it's not. But what about your tricolor tra- tattoo? How did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> is it Italian? It's oh, it's from big, your time in Moldova. Okay, that makes <laughs> Actually, so much sense. You're looking at it upside down. It's the Ivory Coast. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm a big makes uh, a lot of sense. Drogba fan. So it's, it's one of those things where like, you're either you're either all the way in or you're all the way out. Do you That's know? what he said. There, well, you shake it all about, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of people who are like out protesting like Syrian refugees and protesting like, you know, black families in Longford because the, the primary yeah. schools are very, uh, d- d- uh, d- what is it, disproportionately uh, pe- children well, of colour. And, and, and Jim O'Doherty is going out to Longford and going like, there should be more white people in this school. And then the people in the school are going, but none of them live around here. So 
What do you want? <laughs> like, well, I it's not because you know when she put up, she first came to the floor and she put up that picture of um, said school and yes. I don't know, Leech. Was oh, it Leech? Leech or somewhere. But it was, so was this like, it was obviously, she put picture. up this picture and she was trying to indicate that this is somehow like multiculturalism gone wrong. But when I first saw it, I thought, oh my God, so cute. So I didn't get the irony. I didn't get what she was doing. Yeah. So I actually no, retweeted it and was like, such a virtue signal, isn't it? I don't even see colour. I just I, saw. No, but I just thought it was like a really cute. Like I, when she said primary school in Leitrim 2018, I was like, "Isn't it beautiful? Like, what a wonderful thing!" Yeah, Leitrim yeah. is repopulated. So I finally, tweeted Gem Gem with the love this and then I, of course then you know quickly realised <laughs> no she's being ironic but I didn't get because I'm so literal I'm not very good it at it sounds like you've rehearsed this story Judy in look it's that hysterical retweet you know what I've been so now stung no. this week by hysterical social media I'm just saying that retweet of Gemma <laughs> Darty was an accident no I know exactly I saw that picture and thought the exact she same the I same swear thing. to God yeah. yes it, it, I didn't think it was clear no. but the people who were going to be activated the way she wants yes. saw it immediately yeah, and responded yeah, yeah. appropriately but, but like what do you what, well like what you're talking about you see, being I, Irish denying people citizenship but Ireland is also like you know the the, the young lad in the front row in the strip club lash, yeah well, they, well, I don't think like there what? is much now but like before I think it was if you were born here and you left the same day like it was job done what do you mean job done like, like you got you a go, passport yeah Whereas now you just had to come out on Irish soil. Yeah, yeah. You just had to go. Yep. Just put one little toe. Yeah, yeah. And it was all like baseball. Baseball rules. Like if you touch the. Yeah, but I think it's a bit more complicated now. Uh, It is a bit more complicated, but I think there's a lot of people who are feeling very insecure in their national identity. And I think you're talking about Lisa and all this kind of stuff where she's coming back. A lot of people are like, "What is Irishness?" Like, there's a whole whole lot of stuff in England. People are going like, "What's Englishness?" What is English? It's like, think of the most English thing. It was like, uh, you know, curry and chips. And you're like, well, curry is from India and chips are from But you went their football South song America. a couple of years ago was Vindaloo. Yeah. But I think it's so funny. Do you know, like, like they I'm, don't, well, I'm not generalising England, but oftentimes people don't recognise. People, I've heard people give out on numerous radio shows, numerous TV shows, that their problem isn't that People aren't Irish or originally from here. The po- problem is that they're they're not part of the community and they're all together in one place, like you know, like ghettos or whatever. But like when Irish people go to America or go to Australia, that's exactly what they, they just do. hang out with and other Irish other people. Other yeah. nationalities do exactly the same yeah. thing. But also, it kind of it's understandable that you want to gra- you gravitate two people that share your values that are into the same things as you. So you go, to, you go and live, you go and live in Sydney. It makes sense that you would gravitate to the Irish bar where they're showing the hurling, showing the football. You know yeah. what I mean? Of course. See, I don't feel the affinity to those things. Like I don't even well, eat potato crisps or drink. But, but, but I'm not saying I'm, away, I, if you were in Australia, right? Yeah. And you were sitting in a, a restaurant or a coffee shop or whatever, and you suddenly hear a Wexford accent. You hear two lads talking. If that, I heard a Wexford accent, I'd probably know them. 
Yeah, but that's, that's what I'm saying. Would that not pique your interest? Go, oh, hang on a second. It would if I was there for a year and I hadn't met any other Irish people and I was just longing for a bit of home. But, well, uh, but I'm not saying that I would, yeah. you know, yeah. want to be hanging. You know, but I wouldn't it, be like, all right, son. No, you what's don't. Gonna, I, what's not, Australia not, like? Do you want to hang out forever? Like, do you want to move in together and then like only talk about Wexford stuff and then like, like no, but not I, I, I integrate anybody saying, else into our lives? I'm not like, I'm not into gas. Like, I have no interest in gas. Like lots of parts of Irish culture, I was like, no interest, no interest. So what makes Ir- Irish people Irish? I still Irish understand then, that I have an affinity with the country. Yeah, you've great crack. It's like natural great crack talent, like the gift of the gab. I think that's quintessentially Irish. Yeah, but see, you could drop well. in anywhere. Yeah, no, that's that's one of the, well, the yeah. gifts that my society, but my my culture has given me is like bit of crack and you can say something with a wink and a nudge and you fucking get away with it like how are you get that's what I'm saying to you you still I that's what I'm saying to you I think you still feel Irish and you would feel even more Irish if you went somewhere long term I yeah maybe I just think it's Gordo, weird Gordo I said it maybe uh, no but that's what's that's the way it is I think a lot of people are trying to pinpoint what's Irish and there's a lot of young yes. lads that are like Celtic jerseys and, you know, Ra songs and trying to get in touch with their nationalism. Uh, but but that also comes hand in hand with like telling people to go home where where they don't come from or that they can grow up in because of what I they know. are or whatever. But there'll always be those headbangers where it's essentially all But is there anything to fair. it? It's just if they're handing if they're handing out like if they're handing out citizenships to people who aren't going to integrate or have any part in Irish society or culture like like you said earlier on if you're on Lisa goes to Syria and you know uh, uh, declares her fealty to another religion another country and an, uh, another country's war should she be allowed to come back to Ireland and will that not foster will that will the fear of her not fostering that kind of environment here with other people with other mm. say people who are disgruntled uh, uh, have the same like religious and cultural affinity that she has declared her fealty for she goes up to Dundalk, there might be, a, you know, an old caliphate up in Dundalk. She might start something going on up there. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, is well, that what people are afraid of? Is that why they don't want to give her citizenship? Like, yeah, I would say so. That she's going to come home with terrorist ideas and find like-minded people and they'll all congregate together. Mm. I mean, we weren't forced to, to you know, play ga. I played a bit of Harlan. Not very good. I mean, by played a bit of Harlan is like, I picked up a hurl and I stood on a field mm. about eight times. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I wasn't in any way enamoured with Ireland. Maybe the folklore tales like Fionn McCool and all that shit, like a bit of, a bit of Into the West, War of the Buttons. Is that an bit A bit of, a bit of fucking uh, Roddy Doyle, you You're know, the van. stand up and sing Aaron Navina. No, like, two I'm seconds. saying these are, these are, these are colloquial. Co- <laughs> Song. These are co- co- <laughs> local <laughs> colloquialised localised colloquial Irish things. I'm trying to make a point and she's drawing on the fucking thing. Uh, what, what I'm saying to you is like, why why are people so, why, why do you think that your people are so against people coming to Ireland like that? Well, I think like they're protesting against Ackle, they didn't want people to go to Listoon Varna. There's only 300 people, but it would have like made 50% of the town not Irish immediately. Like, why do you think the people are so against it? Like they're against Lisa, because you brought low Fear. I didn't. Fear what? Fear of being bred out? Yeah. Fear of their daughters having babies with Muslim men and their daughters going away forever. 
So like they're afraid that their culture is so fragile. Look, yeah. they watched. No, not with my daughter, daughter with Sonny Sonny Field. Field. Yeah. They're all smash people the zooming. Them all. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, it's probably coming Where from fear. Like, it's xenophobia. It is xenophobia, but I suppose, I don't know, like, I think with a lot of these places, like, there's fuck all else going on. Like, I would more be concerned for the people being placed there in the sense, you know, <laughs> there has to be a bus service. You have to be giving people enough money that if they want to go and do a night class or something that they can. So, like, my concern wouldn't necessarily be for the local community. It's more for the people in that situation who have probably been, gone through, like, a lot of psychological trauma mm. it's just making this sure the services are there for them I mean I think most rural towns where pro- direct provision centres have been placed I could be wrong now but just based on a few things I've heard on the radio and stuff people ringing in etc the experience has been positive that's just based on like you know a couple positive of in the way and- that they're not getting bombed in Syria but they're well I know you know, even when I was watching Claire Byrne, like there was a couple of people on saying, you know, we've done this. It's been positive. I was listening to news talk the other day. They were saying we've done this. It's been positive. I get it's something that I would love to look into more. Like, I don't know anything about it. I'm just saying from my own personal opinion. Mm. I get like, the fear, but I, I'm not nationalist or I don't feel an affinity to Ireland or I wouldn't be more proud of my country than any other place in the world. Or, But you see also like, you know, people are, you know, I don't know. I just think, again, the services, etc. have to be there for people. But I think ultimately is not an enriching experience in the sense if you have children of primary school age, well, then you're paying for an extra teacher. You're taking care of your teacher allocation. There's primary schools in the country shutting down and shit. Yeah. Because there's not, the people are in an economic bracket where they're not having the same amount of children as they used to have. Yeah. But it does seem, and some people say that they're kind of just importing a kind of a lower middle class. They're just importing bodies in for people who are going to make kids to just pad out, to fill out the population. There's a whole thing called Ireland 2040 and they're saying that if it goes the way it's going with the population the way it is, by 2040, there won't be enough working people of working age to be able to pay taxes to because all the older people are living yeah. for much longer. So it's it seems like it's like a, a global a replacement. People are all like, you will not replace us or whatever. The Germans have done it, French have done it, Spanish have done it, 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 it Italians have done it and the, the Italian government have said like, no more, stop. Too many. No wonder you've got the Italian flag tattoo. That's what, that's what it is. It's an <laughs> Ivory Coast, I told Moldova. you. But like, but like for Ireland, uh, we're a very small population and if a load of people come in, the numbers are negligible of yeah. people coming in. I think we should be taking in way more people. I think it's shameful think how so, yeah. few people we've taken in. I think when Syria now was at its worst, like we should have taken children in, gone door to door and said, this child is like, is without anyone. I think Selling it's Selling children door to door. No, I think it's embarrassing how few people we t- we've taken in really. Mm. I think it's wrong. I think it's ridiculous you know we're a wealthy European country ultimately I I think it's just utterly negligible how many well yeah but in terms of well I think if you're comparing us to the likes of Syria yeah, but I mean, there's a big difference between well. like Ireland and Syria. There's a yeah, lot, but our, we of, there's have a lot the of other countries on the list. We have the resources yeah. to take care of people. We do. But and I, I think, think we should have more I think here. What's really. happened in Ireland after or in the last few years is there's definitely a greater gap between uh, 
there's uh, like there's a greater gap between rich and poor. Oh, there's there's real poverty. Yeah, I mean we're talking about not people now. A lot of homeless you know, people pe- here, and but the, the argument from the likes of General Doherty is like, take care of our own before we we help anyone from outside. It's a little bit short sighted, but it's also like. Somewhat but, the, valid, but I mean, the homeless I, situation. I, I, I don't know. It's comments, a cr- I mean, like we went for brunch the other day, and in the middle of the day, the centre town, and there was somebody in a tent, literally beside the beer garden where everyone was having their brunch. Put you the off your of the day. No, but nobody. People were just eating like it was totally fine. It's you some, know what I yeah, mean? Like some, that this was normal. Some weird dystopia, like yeah. Mm. No, there's. There's a homeless crowd. Like when I say Ireland is a wealthy country, like I'm well aware of the fact people are having porridge three times a day. I know what you mean. They, but but I, I'm, I'm just saying like, in yeah. terms of helping people in crisis, I mm. think we still can, even though we have our own problems. I think that doesn't mean. Do you think we should sort out our own problems first? Because if no, not, you're putting more people on an already... I think we're going to sort your own problems completely. But you're not putting more pressure on an already strained and, and inoperable system. If if the people who are already here aren't being properly taken care of, surely more people of that same sort of situation would probably exacerbate the problem and... and put I, more pressure on a still yeah, strained system. I think Ireland's no. main problem, and it's... A problem that, well, all countries suffer from, but particularly small countries, is that it's totally corrupt. Yeah. I think oh, that's yeah. The big issue, I mean, it's it? rotten from the top. I mean, you, you know, in terms of like even today now, the latest politician in this like expenses scandal, it's it's utterly sick. It's actually nauseating. Yeah. And you know what? I don't want to put it down on everything now. But there was a note in my door today that I have to go and produce my dog licenses to the on post or I'm getting fined. Now, what fucking neighbour reported my dogs? They're not even out the back. Look, Emma, it was Is me. it a black and white I'm dog sorry. license or a coloured dog license? I don't know. That's a joke from 1988. <laughs> <laughs> but who reported But the black and white me? dog... License is cheaper, apparently. But You've again, been very quiet about that, I Judy. Said, you said, I was saying. Does someone rat you out? You know how I feel about Stan. I'm sorry, I thought they just take Stan Yeah, but you're, you're, a, you're a public figure now. You're Instagramming the whole time. You're Instagramming your dog. And someone was looking at that going, look at that bitch. I love the way you can imagine Emma opening the door and they're like, do you have dogs? Yeah. And with I her, was like, no. With her well-rounded and emotionally stable teenage daughter. Look at her showing off. Oh, dear. Oh, but you know what? That is someone rotting you out. It is. But it is. But it is. don't leave them out. Honestly, we do not leave them outside yeah, at night sure, or during the day. But yeah, it doesn't matter if you have a telly in the house, you still got to pay a license. But sure, the last time you yeah. need a license for everything. I wonder, did somebody sit outside and they had one of those, you know, those radar dishes and the headphones and they were like listening for dog barks? Do you know, like they do on the telly? And That was the biggest, <laughs> that was the biggest lie of the 90s. That there was lads sitting outside your house in a van like the FBI, oh, yes. and they were able to go like, and tune into your fucking tell. And they had yeah. headphones, and they were like, "Yeah, there's definitely a telly in there, PJ. Have they got a license oh, and that address?" Yeah. Like they, they made you think that they had more technology than they did, when really it was just like they looked at a list of addresses, and then is there a license for this premises or not? But they fucking coded us. They co- yeah. and uh, they made me think that. Everything I ever did in the house is listened to <coughs> by a fella outside in the van. Yeah. And when I got into that van that day, little did I know. It's because he had the sacks. Little sax. did I know. It's because he had the sacks. Yeah. 
So listen, I'm going to go out on the anthem. As you thank Gordo, I'm just going to sing the anthem. Okay. Thanks for... It's, it's the Ivory Coast, I told you. It's upside down. Thanks very much for coming in. Thanks, thanks for having me. We can't leave it as long next time. Sure, yeah. You well, you're both and invited look. and your spouses to come for dinner in my house, in my new house. Or cheap. Uh, I live uh, in a place oh, that I don't yeah. the internet. Tonight. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> we We're on the internet. <laughs> but there's a studio being made in it to make more TCGs. There's a new TCG tower is going on and uh, wow. very happy. And just to explain to those on the net, no, TCG isn't some new drug the kids are doing. TCG <laughs> it is, is. It is. It's red pills. It is. Uh, the, those conspiracy guys. Those conspiracy guys. Yeah. Uh, I didn't which want, is, look, it's not the conspiracy guys because I didn't want to be like the definite article. I didn't want mm, to be like the tip top. It was just like, oh, think, those ones. I think I'm always calling it this conspiracy guys. Yeah. Um, it's look, I'm sure you've listened to it already. If you haven't, you need to check it out. It's fucking huge. It's a phenomenon. Do, 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 do. It, 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 it's getting big and, and 2020 promises to be the biggest year yet. It's just go from strength to strength. Yeah, but it's a fantastic wow, podcast and it's it's well worth it now. Listen, Corey, it's been a pleasure. A pleasure. A more serious episode than I think you're usually used to. But uh, sure, that's okay. it's very good to, to hear no, these. That's, but that's the way it goes with the new, what's happening in the world the at the moment. It's sometimes it's up, sometimes it's down. Yeah. I, li- I like to, I like to, because I, I don't get to talk with people much about these kind of things. I'm more American facing. Well, listen, but I, we I think I have to focus on. a bit more on Ireland and look a little bit more close to home. We are going to, we're going to have you back. Everybody, isn't it, though? Yeah. We're going to have you back. Yeah, I'd love to come back. And uh, you it's guys are going to be on, uh, we're going to do another serial killer. Absolutely. You just hit us up. And we might talk about him this time. And I'm um, going to clear the weekend. Not, not <laughs> like weird we, stories I mean, about Emma looking we. at penises, whether she liked really it or not. We did talk about him. We did and we didn't. But mm. we did mostly, but probably oh, not well. this much. Yeah, I mean, it was like 11 hours or something, so. Ah, yeah. Yeah, we got it in but there it sure somewhere. flew by. Flew by. Uh, so I've been Tuny J. I've been Gordon Ratchford. There's some flashbacks to that episode. Um, <laughs> Getting the sweats again. Oh my gosh. Flashback part in the I've been Emma Doran. God bless. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.